Welcome everyone to the Sea Road Community Podcast. My name is Jason. I'm your host again today, and I am here with one of our local board members, Jake Prosper. Hello, Jake. Good morning, Pastor Jason. And we are just going to have a great conversation about this series that we're in right now called The James Variant, studying the book of James from the Bible. So, Jake, some people maybe recognize you. They, they hear your voice. They're like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Or, you know, they got a fond memory of you, but others of us probably don't know you too well. So let's start here. Who is Jake? Where did you grow <laughs> up? You got right. siblings, favorite job or pets or something like that. What, what do we need to know about who you are? Well, it's interesting when you ask that question, because you can take quite a philosophical orientation or even a spiritual one. In fact, the Daily Bread today asks that question, who are you? And, uh, you know, Pharaoh thought he was really something, but God didn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, practically for me, where did I grow up? Uh, I was born in Brockville. Most of my growing up was around or in Athens. Yeah, I went to the Christian school there and to the Athens High School uh, and then got a job at Black & Decker right here in Brockville, Power Tools, a week after my graduation from high school. And I stayed there my whole working career, almost 35 years. Wow. Um, I took night courses at St. Lawrence College for my engineering technology and management, and that helped me get you know, technical and then management roles. So yeah, my growing up is all here. Um, and, and I love the area. I really do. Uh, yeah, I grew up with, um, two brothers and two sisters. I was the oldest. Okay. Um, one sister has passed on, uh, to be with the Lord six years ago. Yeah. Mm. Uh, cancer. Yeah. Mm. What was my favorite job you ever had? Well, it was all in my career and even favorite is kind of, uh, yeah, the most challenging and significant from a career perspective was when I was a new product product project manager. I was always overseeing a team that uh, designed and put into production new power tools, garden tools, household vacuums. Uh, it was very exciting and challenging time. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So first of all I, i'm sorry to hear about your sister's passing that's always mm -hmm. hard to lose a loved one yeah. um, especially to a debilitating disease like cancer cancer yeah. cancer sucks i mean yeah. that's the best way to put it but yeah. I, I love that she loved jesus and she's yes. with him today that's amazing yep. Yep. um secondly you talked about power tools do you have oh, yeah. anything right now in your garage that would have been in production on the team that you oversaw you bet I've got a lawn edger that is there. I was heavy into the middle of helping design that. And uh, you bet. Yeah, cool. I've got, and I've got, uh, yeah, there was a little grinder I was involved with way early in my career. So there's, there's several things I've got around from that time frame. <laughs> That's really neat. That's kind of fun. You built the tools that you're using to build other things. I love it. <laughs> Very cool. So Jake, you've been around this area for your entire lifetime for the most part. And what's, what's one of the things that you love about being a part of Sea Road? Ah, yeah. You know, it's interesting because I grew up in the church, but then left it, you know, and just went my own way for decades. 
And then my father passed away. Um, and that brought me back to looking for God mm -hmm. and brought me back through a friend at work uh, going to Sea Road and brought me back to brought me to Sea Road. And that was just overwhelming. It was phenomenal. Uh, I just loved coming to Sea Road. Uh, it was totally different than what I was brought up with. And um, I ran into some really great guys who just came alongside me. And that was 28 years ago. And I've been attending ever since. And uh, so, and it still is. Now, there's been a lot of changes at Sea Road over the years, mm -hmm. <laughs> 20 years. But, you know, the one thing that has been consistent in all of this has been the connection with good people, mm -hmm. you know, and good people is relative because, it, you know, whatever their current situation, some of them may be struggling, whatever. But, you know, those conversations that I've had at Sea Road and through Sea Road, so real so personal so profound even um wow it's been it's been great that's awesome to hear that community has been one of the driving forces yep. that, that helps you stay connected but also helps you continue to to grow and flourish as well yep sea road has to me is a church that's provided the environment you know whether it's you know through various it's a facility but through the biblical messages the caring environment the small groups all of it building each other up that's awesome well jake i started this podcast just reminding our listeners that we're working through the series from the the book of james and we just finished studying a portion of chapter four mm -hmm. uh, as as a church on from our services and stuff like that and i want to talk to you a little bit about intimacy mm -hmm. and the theme that we covered so my first question is this, where or when do you feel most connected with Jesus? Mm, yeah, from the beginning, uh, you know, of my journey coming back to the church and back to God, it has been about reading his word. You know, as an example, when I was young and brought up in church, I didn't connect with or understand the Psalms. Mm -hmm. You know, they were a bunch of words to me, but there was no meaning to them. When I came back to the church and then I accepted Jesus as Savior and Lord, and of course, that's still the journey, mm -hmm. then I can say I started to love the Psalms. Mm -hmm. I could read them. I could connect with them. I could, the author, you know, the struggle of the author, uh, you know, and then crying out to God and seeking him, praising him, uh, relying on him. Uh, you know, I mean, it was just so personal. You know, the Psalms are so personal to me. And, and you know, reading like the Gospels started to really see the depth and the beauty of the Gospel of John. For me, it was mm -hmm. just, it was just totally new. And, and so that has, and that's remained. I mean, I read Psalms still now, and it can bring me to tears. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I love the book of Psalms. I, you know, one of my, one of my great you know, friends of mine, uh, I would even call him a mentor of some kind. Uh, he was always encouraging me to to pray through the Psalms, you know, yeah. was, especially for us. Sometimes guys have a, a difficult time articulating our emotional mm -hmm. well-being. And here you've got a book that's just chocked full of a variety of different perspectives, right. emotional spectrums, and you can borrow those words and make them your own. And, yep. and that's 100, like 
this is the one time when plagiarism is okay. You can, <laughs> right? You can use yeah. them as your own prayers, and it's a wonderful uh, thing. And I've I've yeah. loved doing that over the years, as you as you've said. Is there like one particular psalm? There's 150 of them, but one yeah. in particular that's like, oh, this is my go-to. Yeah. And, you know, you can read some of them, like Psalm 51, where David had hit him in the face what he was doing. And, and that that's, that's good. Psalm 139. Uh, we read that at my sister's funeral. But mm -hmm. Psalm 121, it's a song of ascents. And uh, the person very personal, I lift up my eyes to the mountains to the hills, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And he will not let your foot slip. He who watches you will not slumber or sleep. Indeed, he watches over Israel neither. Uh, anyway, that whole psalm, it has brought me to tears so many times. It's just a, a cry out to God and just an assurance that God is with me. Mm. Amen. I love that one. So that's been great to hear how like the word has really kind of driven you. Community at Sea Road has, has connected you. Um, some, some good intimacy moments there with both of those pieces. My next question is this, can you remember a time when you heard God speak to you? Like, you know, some people get nervous when they hear a question like that and they're like, oh my goodness, is this like an audible voice I'm looking for? Um, and, and sometimes, yeah, God can speak like that, but not all the time. Sometimes it's through impressions and, and understanding of the word. So give me a little bit of a story there. Um, well, hearing God speak. Yeah, and this is, Sorry, but a bit of a story because this has been a process for me. Uh, you know, when I first came back to Sea Road and accepted Christ, I needed a lot of healing of inner wounds, slowly growing to trust God with more of my life. I mean, that was a 10-year process. Mm -hmm. And then there was another crisis at work. I wasn't sure if I was going to get fired. I had to surrender my job to God for him to deal with my boss. And then I had a trip to China, which on a project great and god gave me this sense he was calling me to work or to do something in china mm. Woo. so i stepped out in faith spoke to my boss volunteered to go help in engineering at the plant there and i uh, yeah, spoke to my wife of course <laughs> but she didn't want to come and bring the kids over they were just finishing high school and going to college so i made an arrangement with my boss to come home more often so okay but God was calling me. So yeah, okay, here I am in China. I'm in a hotel room. I moved and I'm going to move into an apartment and I'm doing my regular morning devotional, but I, and I'm struggling with the question, God, why have you brought me here? Why am I here? Mm -hmm. What do you want me to do here? And he answered in a voice I heard in my mind. Wow to minister to Westerners. What? <laughs> Me? <laughs> I'm not trained for ministry. And Westerners? I thought I was here to minister to Chinese. Mm -hmm. I was shaking and in tears. I, you're just, what are you asking me? But after some minutes, I surrendered to God and he accept and accepted his call. And I said, I can't do this myself. You have to give me the strength and direction. Yeah. I'm in a country, a people, a language, a culture. I know nothing about really. God, you need to do it. <laughs> From then on, 
I have been very open to God's promptings, you know, not a, always a voice as such, but they do come often. Mm-hmm. Um, there, was, there was one more time while on a retreat with a men's ministry team where I received a vision of a man in white. And I had the sense that he was asking me to step back from that ministry to prepare mm-hmm. for another direction, which I am now on. Wow. But often my experience is in the middle of some situation or discussion, I will, in my heart, ask God, what is his direction? And I receive a word on my heart to mm-hmm. share. One word. And it always has significance. That's really you know, cool. Yeah, of course, through all of this, God has been continuing, you know, building up trust. That's what he's doing. He's, he's, right. he's close and he's with me. This was huge, of course, when God was opening doors to minister in various ways in China. You know, there was connection to house churches, Chinese house churches, government churches even, yeah, mm. in small groups of Westerners, encouraging them to reach out to local Chinese, and even in the expat church, you know, there, which grew in the four years I was there in that particular city from about 60, 70 people to more than 350 it they filled an auditorium and i occasionally had the opportunity to share a message there the last one i shared was just days before i was called back to canada and it was on how christians do not need to be afraid even in the middle of disasters like the Sichuan earthquake that had happened a few months earlier where around a hundred thousand people died hmm. you know to be happy in Jesus, we just have to trust and obey, like we sing in that old, that old hymn. So that was God working through all those things for good, you know, for his glory. Uh, you know, I'm looking back on it even now, and it's still astounding to me what God orchestrated. It was mm-hmm. just awesome. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. I loved so much of what you shared there, Jake. Uh, one thing that really resonated with me is how you just kind of mentioned that that now as as this trust is built between you and God, mm. and, you know, through the power of the Holy Spirit over time, you'll get these words, mm-hmm. like a single word that God lays on your heart, lays on your mind. And, and maybe for some of our listeners, they're going to resonate with that because they engage in a practice. I know my wife and I do, you know, when the calendar year turns over, we start to pray and we're like, Jesus, is there anything this year that you want us to focus on or remind Mm. us of or and oftentimes we will get a single word mine for this year was steadfast that's not Mm. a word i regularly use right so (laughs) it's not like oh i'm just talking to myself no and then you know if i i don't know how you do this but when i hear something like that i like to go right back to the the bible and go okay where is this rooted in scripture uh, who walked through this? Is there a character I can learn from? Or ah. Paul write in a letter, you know, something like that, just to make make it have more teeth, if I can say it like that, and, <laughs> and kind of root myself a little bit more. Um, but what are some of the other practices or rhythms? You talked about the, the Psalms. You talked about praying and responding obediently to these invitations that you get from the Lord, whether that's right. through a vision or a word or confirmation of some kind. Um, what are some other daily practices and rhythms that you have incorporated into your life or even experimented with um, that have drawn you closer in your connection with Jesus? 
Well, you know, at, on some level, as they say, it's not rocket science, right? Daily connecting with God through reading his word. And, uh, and I have several devotionals that help uh, in that. But, you know, so like, I remember, like, especially when I was in China, all by myself, you know, foreign country, all of that, I had my Bible and my daily bread right beside me. And in the morning, the first thing I did was before I even got out of bed, I just picked up that Bible and the daily devotional and started reading and meditating on what was there and, you know, taking the time and, and I do it still today, the quiet time away from all distractions to just meditate on whatever was the message and whatever was happening in my life and just seeking to hear from them, you know, taking the time to just seeking to hear and asking God, what do you have for me today? Because God only knows what could happen in a day. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah. You're absolutely right there. I mean, we spend so much time trying to organize our calendar and figure out where we're going to do this and where we're going to do that. But it's it's sometimes superfluous, I think, because yes. we're, we're not the ones in control. Uh, exactly. But we have, we've believed this lie that, oh, we do have a measured amount of it. And I think it's it's kind of like, so you're one of five kids. You'll probably resonate with this example. Uh, five kids in our house. At some point in time, one of them will say to the other person, I'm the one who's in charge. And and you sit back and you, you kind of chuckle a little bit because, you know, depending on their age, it's kind of a little cute. Uh, as they get older, it's less cute. Uh, but, you know, you kind of you tolerate it. And I often think like, man, I wonder if that's how Jesus like looks at me at times. He's like, well, you know. Yes, I'll let you think that, but you know, really, I'll remind you over time who truly is in control. Psalm one twenty one, kind of reality. Right, uh, so right. Let you bump into God's reality. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll play bumper cars here. You're driving, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'm I'm still in the vehicle. Just wake me when you need me. Kind of a thing. Uh, that's a fun reminder. So I well, love and and the devotional like. Uh, you know, and I mentioned about several devotionals, like today, there's the Wesleyan Church devotional, which says, trust and obey. <laughs> oh, that we find peace in doing God's will. And that reminded me of that last message I shared in China that I could then share with you today. You know, and there was another devotional I read today from Impactus. Uh, it's called Jesus in Prayer. And the scripture from Philippians 2, adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus. Uh, who not seeking his, you know, although coming from glory, didn't seek his own glory, right? Yep. And came down to earth, humbled himself. Ooh. You know, and that was the message too, right? From, from Sunday, from James, humbling ourselves, humbling myself. You know, we can only get to a place where we're open and hearing what God is saying, by humbling myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've come to realize I need to have an open heart to whatever the changes or disruptions that may happen in a day. Oh, and be prepared to ask God, what is going on here? What do you have for me here to do? Yeah. You know, and there's another aspect of this as well that I had to learn the hard way. Yeah. 
that it can be on the one hand, it can be very challenging to do, especially in the heat of a moment. Yep. And, but, you know, you either step in, you know, and, and then the blessings come. On the other hand, I can forget to do that, forget to, and just live into the moment myself. Mm -hmm. And then only realize later with some regret that I missed a moment, you know, but, yeah. But God gives grace, you know, I, oh, thank you, Lord. He knows, you know, this is coming to me again, as I was thinking about this. He knows my weaknesses. He knows my sins. He knows my struggles. And he loves me. He loves me. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is beyond my understanding. Yeah. I, 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 God, you are awesome. Amen. I couldn't have said it better. He is awesome. The fact that he loves us, not because what we do for him, mm. but because of what he has done mm. for us. Like mm. that's, that's his motivation. Yeah. That, that's mind boggling because, yeah. you know, culturally and in our society, we're on a performance based scale, whether you huh. like it or not. My career on, was all exactly, performance. Based. <laughs> exactly. And so then we take that over into our relationships um, with one another. We take that into our relationship with, with God and, mm. and, sometimes intentionally but a lot of times unintentionally subconsciously mm. we just right. we're, we're running on this treadmill we're running and running and running and trying to produce and produce and mm. at the end of the day he's like no 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 john chapter 15 abide in me yeah right abide yeah. in me remain in me and i will produce we're... fruit through you yeah right like yeah it's such Beautiful. a, a countercultural reality and, and I kind of feel like as Christians, we're called to be salmon swimming upstream constantly. And we get tired and we get discouraged and we can get frustrated. And that's why those intimacy habits that we have in our lives, mm. whether it's going to the word, being in prayer, being in community, like you said, not rocket science, but to consistently yes. have those practices present takes exactly. time and effort and but it takes intentionality yeah you know it takes commitment even when it's there's other stuff going on around us it takes commitment to dedicate that time to that quiet away from all the distractions i mean look at our phones today oh my yeah. goodness mine too oh you know i need to not like i need to be away from my phone <laughs> to take time away you know and dedicate to that quiet time with God. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of my favorite things to do in that, and I've mentioned this before in other settings and environments, my quiet time away with God uh, looks more like it's an active, I'll call it an active listening. Mm. If I'm w walking in nature or riding a bike or um, even throwing rocks in the St. Lawrence, which is one of my favorite things to do. So <laughs> if you've been swimming in the St. Lawrence and you got a rock land close to you, I'm sorry, that was me. <laughs> I just really enjoy that. But something that's active there and I, I find myself really drawn in a deep connected way to the presence of God. Um, and it's a, it's, a wonderful, it, it's a wonderful thing. It's nourishing, but it's also very humbling. And, and sobering when you recognize, whoa, I'm in a holy moment here, and there's nothing that I have done to deserve this right now. There you go.
Yeah. It's good stuff. You know, you, you mentioned you love nature. You know, I, I love the seasons, but I especially mm. love winter. Not everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> and I love being out there. I can shovel snow still. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and, you know, my wife gets concerned about me. So she bought a snowblower <laughs> one year. <laughs> I use it occasionally. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I still, I love winter and its crispness. And, you know, the, the, the biting that, you know, like of your hands or your feet and, ah, but, and your face. Ah, there's a reality to that that just literally hits you in the face. But it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's good in every season. Mm. It's good in every season. And I love, I love that picture. Awesome, Jake. Well, thanks for your time today. Thanks for your thoughts, your willingness to share. I, I do hope that you as listeners have been inspired in some way. Maybe it's a good reminder to continue to pursue some of the things that you've already put into practice, or maybe it's going to be a little bit of a kickstart and go, oh, wow, Jake said this, and I think I'm going to try that. Or Jason mentioned this and that seems like something that could be fun to begin experimenting with. Whatever it might be, I think Jake and I would agree that if you are intentional in your pursuit, if you posture yourself, you position yourself mm -hmm. in a way that you're moving towards Jesus, that is where you're going to experience intimacy with him and connection. When that's not there, you're not going to be. So it's quite simple. It's not rocket science. It's what kind of position are you putting yourself in? Thanks so much for tuning in and taking the time to, to listen. And don't forget to subscribe, whether that's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud. And you can stay notified of every single new podcast episode that comes available. Thanks again, Jake, for your time. Appreciate mm. sharing this conversation with you today. All right. Thank you. All right. God bless everybody. God bless. Have a great day.